Thanks for listening to the Church at Severn Run Messages podcast. You can find more information about the church at severnrun.com. Enjoy the message. Let's give all our amazing uh, kids a round of applause. I'm so thankful for, um, for our, our guests and all of the people that we've had serving this week. Uh, it has been an amazing week. We have had just a tremendous response uh, from you guys who have just been here to, to love and to clean and to to care for, and, and it's just been a joy as your shepherd to watch you guys pour out your lives. And just say that during this service, if we have some extra volume and some extra crying and some extra anything from the children, from the children, <laughs> children, that it's okay. Deal? Right, because we are glad the kids are in here, aren't we? All right, all right. So, let's pray. Father, Help us to hear you. Lord, we want to experience you. We want to have faith uh, happen and our hearts to be ignited. We want to be changed. So, Jesus, we're asking you today to change us. Help us to hear something from you that makes us different. In your name we pray, amen. So, we are finishing our series on the fruit of the Spirit, and Today, I want you to know that you're invited to self-control and that I have struggled more with this message than any of the others. <laughs> I mean, like, so I think there's a variety of reasons for that. It's not only, like, challenging to kind of try to unpack and, and understand what the heart of God is in this, but it's also just, you know, I look at my own life and, and there's so many areas that, that's, that's like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm, I'm still seeking. Um, but I want you to know that in this message, you have the potential to discover the greatest power of your life. And that this discovery, if you take it seriously, can change the whole course of your life. Because the greatest power that any of us have is choosing the direction of our hearts each and every moment. And, and let me kind of unpack that for you to, to understand what that looks like. Again, when, when I was young, um, we lived in an environment that was normal on the outside, but on the inside was, was pretty, pretty kind of empty. Um, I mean, I, I started working like in eighth grade. I don't say this because this was like, you know, a great thing to do. I, I think it's better to be a kid. In fact, I am very much for kids being kids. Amen. And I'm also actually for adults being kids as well. Seriously. Because in Matthew 18, 2, Jesus said, unless you and I change to become like little children, we'll never enter the kingdom of God. So if you and I come into this thing with all of our control, all of our ego, if we come into this, this uh, you know, um, religion thing and, and don't see Jesus and, and just, you know, become father's kids all over again, we, we've missed it. So, so, you know, starting to work and, and kind of losing a childhood and, 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 um, and having choices to make in, in an environment that was kind of stressful, kind of hard, um, 
I can remember very clearly making those choices and being tempted not to make those choices. You're in an environment, all of us, to where the power that we want is to, to have control over our circumstances and the events that happen to us. That's what I want. I want to be God. Oh, you do too? Don't be lying. All y'all, everybody here wants to be God in some form or fashion. You want to control um, the world around you. You want people to, to behave like you think they should behave. Uh, you've got an imaginary life in your head that you think you're owed. I actually think God owes me. Anybody with me? Okay, I'll just be up here alone then. In, in my, uh, in, in my uh, old nature, I, I act like God owes me the life that I've imagined, that I know better than him, that, that he should do what I say he should do because it's me. Come on, God, you know? And, and so what I want, what you want, what we all want is to control um, the environments that, uh, you know, around us, the events that happen to us. Um, we want to, to um, you know, make sure God gives us a life that we call good. But even that is, is a part of our fallenness and our brokenness because, you know, a part of our brokenness is you and I don't know what is good. You know, the, God only, that's the power of God to call things good. That's what Genesis 1 is all about. So the power that we want and are frustrated that we don't have is what we keep reaching for. Control, um, we reach for it uh, with our words. Uh, we use money, you know, that's a great way to build safety and, and security around us, control. Um, we'll use the best of our personalities to get people to do what we want to, to respond to us like we think we need. And, and all of that power is broken and empty. It is a leaky bucket. The power that you do have is the power to choose the direction of your heart and life. And that's the power that is everything. All of us here have wounds in our lives. Um, all of us have had lies spoken into us that have misshaped our identity. Where we're, um, you know, we are told that we're nobodies or, or you know, not to be too sexist, but... But ladies, you know, so, so you'll give yourself away sexually in order to, to be loved. No, you're worth more than that. You know, you don't have to do that because, because God, because Jesus um, loves you, because you are infinitely beautiful in his sight. So you don't have to, you know, to, to give away who you are to anybody. Because your identity is in love. But the movement of our life is the power of our life. And it's a moment-by-moment moment thing. So in, in, you know, in reality, we, we have suggested that there's only two sources for everything, right? Ultimately, there's only the Holy Spirit of God and the unholy spirit. And everything is either, um, in one sense, um, you know, veiled or, or hidden. Uh, but, but ultimately, every comment and every action either comes from uh, the goodness of God's heart or, or the hate of hell. And, and we've suggested to you that all of the emotions that, that we feel are really secondary to this one emotion of fear. It's because of fear that we feel angry. It's because we're afraid that we feel insecure. Well, nobody will love me, or I'll be alone when I'm old, or I won't have enough money. And, and, and every emotion we have, I want to suggest you, really is a secondary emotion to the emotion of fear, 
Which is why every time a being from the other side of reality breaks into this side of reality, the first thing they say is, fear not. So you and I have the choice. In our woundedness and in our pain, uh, in our heartache and in our sorrow, to move towards this fear, this, this you know, anxiety, this uh, sadness, and, 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 and what this movement towards hopelessness is, it, it is a movement towards the kingdom of hell. And fear is always destructive. Fear of anything but God is always destructive. Not only destroys you, but destroys the people around you. So, you can't choose. I mean, there's so much we didn't choose. I didn't choose what century I was going to be born in, you know, I actually think I would have been a Gates child if I'd had my choices. Anybody with me? You know, I think um, body-wise, voice-wise, I, I, I might have been a Morgan Freeman, you know. That would have been a great voice to preach with. All kinds of choices that I, I would have made. Um, I don't have control over that, neither do you. And therefore, we're angry, and therefore we're wounded, and therefore we conclude God doesn't love us, and therefore we confuse the, the, con- conclude the future is all doom and gloom. No! The greatest power of your life is to choose the direction of your heart and, and to realize that I, I don't have to move towards hopelessness, fear, anger, despair. You know, we are, are losing more soldiers since, um, since the Gulf War to suicide than we have ever lost to combat. That is insane. The United States has been involved in the longest war, and what's killing us is not um, that enemy, it's, it's this enemy. Hopelessness. And, and woundedness, and, 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 and it's true not just in, in that community, it's true across our communities, it's true in, in each of us. You and I are angry at God because we don't have control, we don't have the life we think we're owed, we don't have this, we don't have that, and, and it's because we are so afraid that all these other emotions rise up, and it just makes us more and more hopeless and fearful, and the destructive work of the kingdom of hell not only arises in our hearts and lives, it also plays out in the lives of people around us. I had a, a friend years ago um, who, this was, like I don't even know when OxyContin became a thing, but this honestly was in the early, early 2000s. I mean, this, this might have been 99. I mean, it was, it was a long time ago. And, and, and he was already up to a $250 a day habit then. And he told me, he said, Pastor Drew, I don't do this because I want to get high. I, 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 I have to do this because if I don't, I am so sick, I can't even go to work. So I'm paying all of this money and feeling terrible all the time so that I don't feel even worse. I have no hope. You and I have the power to move in the invitation of Christ towards redemptive love. 
Jesus Christ is God's personal invitation for you to leave the, the dark and enter the light. And the sad commentary of John 3.17 is this. We know 3.16, but 3.17 is this. And here's the verdict. That light has come into the world, but men loved darkness more than the light. We are down and we and, 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 and spiraling and we stay in our spiral. We, we think we know better than God what good is. And so we make all kinds of choices with our hearts toward, turned towards the kingdom of hell, away from the kingdom of God. And, and we're not only destroying ourselves, we're destroying the people around us. But here's the deal. We are response-able. <laughs> we're able to respond. By by the power and the grace of God, we can choose to move into redemptive love. We can choose to accept our invitation. And so today I want to tell you, you're invited to self-control. And that might not sound very exciting to you. Oh, yay, self-control. In fact, let's hear it. Hip, hip, hooray. Self-control, woohoo! Some of y'all going out and getting the tattoo this week, right here. Self-control. But it's everything. It is absolutely everything. You see, our greatest failures are ultimately not going to be, I believe, um, from things that happen outside of us and to us. The greatest failures of our lives are going to be the, the choices that come from inside of us. You know? Um, nobody made you sleep with that woman. Nobody. There was no gun to your head. Nobody made you um, be cruel to that person. Nobody made you treat your sister like that. Nobody. <laughs> no, nobody made you feel insecure so that you acted out that way in your family. Nobody. And all the things that we are most ashamed of are not things that were done to us. We're not responsible for things that happened to us. We're responsible for our response. Response able. And focus on the word able. I am able. Say it with me. I am able able. We're not helpless. We're not victims. Um, We're not hopeless. We have been invited into the grander story of God. And it's like watching a movie for the second time. You know where you watched it and you've seen the ending, right? And you now now you go back and watch it the second time and, and all the hardships are happening in the middle, but you know the end, right? And you watch it differently, you just sang about a reality that's going to be ours. When we stand in the presence of God and we are, we are just caught up in the glory of God and however you think of it, it's going to be a whole lot religious, less religious and a whole lot infinitely more impressive than, than you and I can imagine. And that's our destiny. And that's why in the middle of our pain and our woundedness, we don't have to keep walking here, even though we may feel like that this is, this is where we got to go, you know, um, because there, there's this thing on this side of things that's called gravity. And I'm not talking about the gravity of like, you know, uh, well, we don't even know what gravity is, but I'm not talking about the downward pull of, of, of objects in the physical world. I'm talking about the downward pull of, of our hearts in the spiritual world towards depression, towards fear, towards anxiety, towards hopelessness, towards trying to control. And that's what the kingdom of hell is all about. It's about control. Demon possession Think about addiction. My friend had, you know, he'd lost control. Hell had taken that from him. He's still able to respond by grace. But it is so diminished. 
Here, um, uh, to overcome the, the, the gravity of this, uh, there, there's this thing called uh, uh, faith and choice. And, 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 and on this side of things, there's all this pull of our feelings, negative emotions. But, but on this side of things, it's, it's faith. I, I'm going to choose to trust God. So, again, think about it. The things that you're most ashamed of so far in your life, you chose them. And I want to say this, if you were a victim of something, if you, if you suffered uh, rape or, 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 or any other painful thing, that's not you. You don't bear that. That's watch and wait at the judgment. That's on them. That's, that's nothing of you. But the things that we're most uh, validly ashamed of are things that came from our hearts and, and our hearts in that moment choosing not to turn towards God and choosing to turn away from, to, to turn towards what we thought would satisfy us, what we wanted, you know? So, so this, is, this is the reality. The greatest power we have is to choose the direction of our lives moment by moment. I can, I can feel like I am, am absolutely hopeless, but in that moment, look up. And I can start walking towards Jesus. And I can start to experience love. I can feel unloved and, and, and start walking towards love and suddenly joy arises. I can be anxious in bad circumstances, but I'm not controlled by circumstances. I, I'm controlled by God. And, and so I begin to experience pay, uh, peace above anxiety. Turning to the Lord ignites the supernatural uh, power of God in our lives. I, 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 this choice of turning. And, and so I, I just want to say that in and of ourselves, self-control is impossible. Uh, in the Spirit of God, it's, it's, it's absolutely possible. When I was a kid, um, we used to long for the 4th of July, not because we were you know, really dedicated to celebrating the independence of the United States from uh, the, the monarchy across the, the ocean, but because we could blow stuff up all my old models came out, you know, um, a lot of my little green army men, you know, met their demise this time of year because, and what a great idea to give seven-year-olds explosives and fire. And one of the things that we used to do with pop bottle rockets, and again, this is Oklahoma. Oklahoma, they have these weird things. First of all, it's dry in Oklahoma. And then for some reason, somebody thought it'd be a good idea to make wooden shingles in Oklahoma. So seriously, a ton of houses around us had wooden shingles. And, and here we are, so we've got pop ball rockets, right? Now, it's a long stick with a little, little rocket thing on the end. And, and, and what we would try to do is, is take these wonderfully, you know, precision instruments, right? That you just knew exactly how long it was going to be when you lit them before. And we'd light it and then we would throw it up into the air. And what we were shooting for is when it got to the very top, right? They would go... And once out of about 20 times, we'd get it right. <laughs> the rest of the time, it'd be coming back down and go, or, or often the neighbors, <laughs> I can remember literally my cousin running as a pop ball rocket lands on a wooden roof next door. You know, it's like, <laughs> it wasn't us. Self-control is the choice that we make to turn towards the, 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 the invited, uh, the invitation of God into his love. 
And at that moment of, of us exercising our free will, then the supernatural work of God ignites and, and launches us into a whole new realm of possibilities. So I'm not saying that you and I have the choice, choice to choose anything and, and we have all the power to overcome the world. Just think it and it will be. That's garbage. You know, that's, that's, that's magical thinking, right? Um, what I'm saying is that our choice to move towards the Lord ignites a supernatural response in God. Accepting his invitation, putting our hope in him, it, 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 it unleashes a power that is beyond our, uh, our, our creation. But turning away from the Lord unleashes a life of ever-increasing brokenness. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that seems right to a person, but in the end it leads to death. So you can be very confident and very sure that I don't need the Lord and I've got this, but, but you're going to wake up one day in God's presence very surprised um, at, at the judgment. I say in his presence at the judgment. Wake up very surprised and, and realize that, that in your turning away from, from life, you, you, you invited death in forever. Isaiah 64, 6 says this, all of us have become, again, it's a process, it's a moment-by-moment turning of our heart, all of us have become unclean like, like filthy rags, um, all our righteous acts are, are, are nothing, and, and then listen to this, we all shrivel up like a leaf. Apart from your creator, apart from, from you accepting your place as God's beloved daughter and his 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 well-loved son, apart from you choosing to accept your invitation, we just shrivel up. And all our dreams and imaginations for what we would be or become, they go away, and like the wind, our sin sweeps us away. The power that we want is to be God and control the world around us. The power that we have is to accept Christ and let him control the direction and destiny of our lives. You're invited. You are not a victim. You are not hopeless. You don't have to live in hell. You don't have to live angry. You don't have to live isolated. You don't have to live lonely. You don't have to live defeated. You don't have to live thinking, I have no purpose. I have no place. You don't have to live thinking, I am nobody. God has invited you to a new identity. He's shown you um, what is coming, and you just have to choose, which way am I going to turn? towards darkness and fear? And am I going to surrender to the gravity of the kingdom of hell? Or am I going to live my life in the power of love and hope? And my whole life, regardless of what happens, it's lived towards Christ's redeeming love. Self-control, true self-control, is impossible as long as we're under the power of sin and at war with God. And the truth is, um, the truth is, all of us are at war with God until Jesus. And the crazy thing is that not only are you at war with God, you're at war with yourself. Uh, you know, um, sometimes I'm with people and, and, and we're so kind of disturbed by how much we disagree with each other about non-essential things. It's like, stop it, right? We all disagree. You even disagree with yourself. That's the result of living in a broken world. Have you ever done something that you didn't want to do? That's disagreeing with yourself. Have you ever done something that didn't live up to your, your, your standards, your belief, right? You made a choice that really wasn't who you want to be. 
I mean, like this power at me of, of self-control without the Spirit of God at work, it's like with Marsha, you know, um, it's like in the moment like of an argument, and, and yes, we do have arguments. I'm always right, she's always wrong, but I... So, no, we do have arguments, and, and in that moment, there have been times in my life, there's not a ton, please don't think that our house is, you know, they're there, and there have been times in, in my life to where it's like in this, this fragile, vulnerable moment, I know what I should say, but I'm feeling, and then fill in the blank, and I'm afraid, and then, and then I'm angry. And, and it's, it's like you slow things down. You just push the slow motion button. And as I'm speaking, there's this, don't say it. You're going to regret it. And there's this moment of turning inside of me that says, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to anyway. And out comes the words and like pin a pull the pin in a grenade and toss it into somebody's heart and bam, right? It's like, oh, I'm so sorry I did that. But I did it. True self-control is impossible until we deal with the power of sin. And we're not at war with God and at war with ourselves anymore. So, so um, you know, this is what Paul was talking about in, in Romans chapter 7, uh, verses 15 through 20. Listen to what he says. This is Paul This is the guy who wrote most of the New Testament. Listen to what he says about his ability to control himself on his own. I don't understand what I do. Anybody? For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Paul, are you schizophrenic? No, he's human. (laughs) And if I do what I don't want to do, I'm, I'm like under the law. As it is, verse 17, um, it is no longer I myself who do it, but sin living in me. Paul's not making excuses. Paul's identifying sources. For, for I know that the good itself does not dwell in me that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. So I'm not calling you today to, to have new standards. I'm not calling you today to, to choose on your own to use self-control. I'm, I'm asking you to accept the invitation of God to receive the Spirit who will give you self-control. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is Paul. And this is us. Am I right? Is it just me? Turning to Jesus ends your war with God. And, and it brings peace. And this is why Paul said in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access into the faith in which we now stand. Peace. Guys, yielding to the Spirit empowers self-control. Um, that's why I love Romans 6.2. Uh, when we talk about rejecting sin and turning in our lives towards the kingdom of hell, we're, we're not talking about, you know, you know, just like, oh, sin, tee-hee-hee. No, we're, we're talking about rejecting death. And, and, and Paul says in Romans 6.2, and we are those who've died to sin. I want you to say that with me. And we are those 
who died to sin. We're, we're going to die to death. We're going to die to what's killing us. Uh, and, and we're going to accept the invitation of God in Galatians 5.22 to accept the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, ever-increasing, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and last of all, for a reason, self-control. Like, we make the choice in our hearts, this small, indiscernible choice, I'm not going to give in to the gravity of my pain. I'm not going to surrender to my anger. I'm not going to live in response to my woundedness. I'm going to choose because I'm responsible. I'm going to choose because I'm not a victim. I'm going to choose because I've been invited and God's given me a choice. I'm going to choose to turn my heart towards Jesus Christ and He will bring me home to God. So I make the smallest of choice and maybe sometimes that choice isn't even able to toss that bottle rocket way up to the ceiling. Sometimes maybe it's just lifting up this much. God ignites it and it, it soars by the grace of, of heaven. Self-control, I want to offer you this definition. It's leading your sinful self to Christ moment by moment in order to live by faith over feelings. I want to unpack that with you. And then I want to challenge you, you know, this is your takeaway. This is what you do. Acknowledge that there is a sinful self inside of you that wants to be in control, that demands control, um, that, that, that is bent on turning away from God and doing what you want to do instead of what God wants. That's real. It exists. But I'm going to turn away from that self and I'm going to, I'm going to trade my feelings for faith. That's going to be the turning of my life. This is what we describe as upside down living. Um, it, it looks kind of like this. Um, we, we call it E over I. Emotion over intellect. And, and, and this means that, that, that our life, the direction of our life is dominated by how we feel. You know, you're tempted and, and instead of talking to your wife and, 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 and explaining your, where you are in a vulnerable place uh, to her, you're tempted. Instead of that, you turn away uh, and you turn towards darkness and you get on the computer and, and you go places that, that you don't want anybody to know wh- where you've been. You, you, you feel, um, you know, hopeless in, in your life. And, and that, that hopelessness just seems to be like a cancer on, on your soul. And you know about Jesus, but it just doesn't seem real. That's E over I living. And, 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 and the reason why it happens is because it's, it's like an iceberg, you know? Um, now, now, you know, in this state, you're still making choices, but your choices keep getting overwhelmed by your emotions, Right? And it's kind of like the wind. The wind can blow in this direction. So you'd think the iceberg would go in this direction because the wind's blowing on it. Right? That would make sense. Um, it would make sense if, if what was above the surface was bigger than what was below. But the trouble with an iceberg is that, that it, it's way bigger underneath the water than, than above. In and of yourself, your emotions will always dominate your living. And again... You know, we want to control the external world, but the, the, the secret that hell doesn't want you to know is that the key is seizing control of the inner world. And when we do that, then God unleashes our influence in, in the, the exterior world. So E over I means that, that, that an iceberg in which the wind is blowing that way can actually be moving this way um, 
because the currents of the ocean are moving something bigger than the currents of, of the wind. The currents of your emotions will always, outside of Christ, always be more powerful than, than your ability to choose. But in Christ, in Christ, we live by faith and our choices uh, towards, towards Jesus, they, they are spirit-powered. And our choices, um, uh, you know, control our emotions so that the love of God over, overpowers the fear that I'm feeling. And the peace of Christ overcomes the anxiety that, that I'm experiencing. I still have to pass through anxiety. I still experience fear. But I have a supernatural um, power that created the universe inside of me. And all my life, moment by moment, I make the choice that I turn and, and I, I live by the choices of my faith instead of, of the, the sadness and the direction of, of my feelings. Does this make sense? I hope some. Um, because it's the key to everything. Self-control comes last in the list for a reason, I believe. It's impossible to redeem fallen human emotions uh, except for an encounter with Jesus. I'm still struggling with this. I'm, I'm, I'm 58 and I'm still, I'm still in the growing process, as we all will be until we, we breathe our last and see Jesus. But it's, you know, it's not a magic wand thing. It's this, it's this lifelong adventure, day by day, morning by morning. And moment by moment, the challenge of my life is not to worry about the world around me, but it's to give the world within me to Jesus. To not play the victim of, 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 of the past. To not live uh, in, in cringing fear about what's going to happen in the days ahead. Because I got to admit, there's a lot of fearful things in this world. I, I'm going to lift my hand and say, there, I'm, I'm afraid. You know, I, I love, I would never encourage anybody to ride a motorcycle, okay, ever. So, there we go, we're clear. Moms, I don't want any letters. Um, I love to ride. And I especially love to ride off-road and, and on these, these mountain passes and stuff where there's a 2,000-foot drop-off. And, and, and I mean, it's just, and, and I'm not afraid of dying there. I'm really not, although I'll probably scream like a little girl on the way down, you know. Ah! And GoPro will be played, you know, for you guys. That's how Pastor Drew went. I didn't know. But I'm serious, but, but dying alone somehow in a nursing home, that terrifies me. And so what do we do with those emotions? We choose. And we live, not by our feelings, but by an ever-increasing spirit-empowered experience of love and of joy and of peace and of patience and of kindness and of goodness. And as those realities um, become bigger and bigger in our lives, then and only then are we able to truly understand spirit-empowered self-control. Let me read you Colossians 1, 9 through 13, which is describing this kind of a life. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask that God fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives 
So I don't live my life, you know, just under the power of my emotions. There's the Spirit giving me revelation and illumination, uh, knowledge and wisdom. So that we live a life worthy of the Lord, that we please Him in every way, bearing fruit. What are we talking about? The fruit of the Spirit. In, in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, you know, um, that, that we might be strengthened with all power. I, I'm not dying down in my weakness and in my fears, in my loneliness, in my anger. I'm being strengthened and growing in the knowledge of God with all power according to his glorious might so that we might have great endurance and patience. There's the fruit of the Spirit again. And giving joyful thanks to the Father. There's the fruit of the Spirit again. Joy, gratitude. Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people. Well, I'm not worthy. Yeah, you're not. He's qualified you. Stop it. Don't worry about it. And, and brought you into the kingdom of light. Now listen to this. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Bottom line, simple as I can make it, you can live the rest of your life angry at your spouse and your family and your parents and your great, 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 great grandfather for what happened and where you are. You can live the rest of your life in fearful anticipation of what might happen and what might come. Or, Jesus. You can choose with the greatest power in all hell fears you're making this choice. Hell will work to keep you from making this choice. You can choose to turn your heart and your life to take your sinful self to Christ and to trade your feelings in for faith. You can, you can consciously invite the Spirit in, inside of you. That's what I want you to do today, to do His work. And you can overcome just simply by living as God's well-loved daughter and well-loved son. And that, my friends, is spirit-empowered self-control. And you're invited. And what you do with this choice will determine everything about the rest of your life. Who you become, whether you live up or down, whether you have joy and gratitude or, or sorrow and regret, all of it is not based on anything that happens outside of you, but what you choose to do with your invitation to this self-control. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, and I'm going to ask you in this moment simply to do this. To accept your invitation by inviting the Spirit in. Will you invite the Spirit in? You're wanted, you're loved, you're his child. We accept your place in the kingdom of light. If you enjoyed today's message, feel free to share it with your friends. And as we like to say, love well, live Jesus, and believe big.